It's Monday, Yud Bet Shvat, Tafshin Ayin Dalid. We are coming to you almost live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Evyatar Banai with Karev Yom off of his album Shira Chadasha. Yom Asherhu Lo Yom Velo Laila. A time that is neither day nor night. On some level, Ariel Sharon spent the last eight years in some form of neither alive nor dead. Eight years, almost to the day, in a coma. Ariel Sharon passed away over the weekend. And unless you're living in a cave somewhere, you've surely heard of it. The media around the world has covered it, and we'll talk about it coming up on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your day. We are here every Monday, broadcast on the stream at NachumSiegel.com, or you can hear us on demand via both podcasts and via the link on the Nachum Siegel Network. All the information is available on our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. One word, The Israel Show. Coming up, Ariel Zilber, Milliard Sine. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Ariel Zilber, Milliard Sinim, a billion Chinese people are in this world. A very cute, funny song from 1989. That was just before Ariel Zilber began the process of Chazarah B'Tshuva returning to traditional roots of Judaism as he is today. You will find him recording albums with great music and a long beard and pace and a big black yarmulke. Back then, he didn't look the official announcement of the Sheba Hospital in Israel telling the world of the death of former Prime Minister Ariel Sharon after eight years, eight years almost to the day of being in a coma, in a state of limbo, neither here nor there. Ariel Sharon was one of those larger-than-life personalities. He was, without a doubt, a leader, someone who was charismatic and someone who can bring others to follow him. The first part of his life, he was a military leader, and as such he was brave and fearless and innovative. And the second part of his life, he was a political leader. As such, he was undeterred, single-minded, but also, at the same time, a pragmatist. In everything he did and all his endeavors, he was indefatigable. Once he set a goal, he was undeterred by any outside force that was weaker than him. And this earned him the moniker of the bulldozer, because that's how he operated driving forward, quashing every obstacle in his way. And when he was on your side, you loved him for that. And when he was against you, you hated him. And surely, he was either loved or hated. You couldn't be apathetic when it came to Ariel Sharon. The fascinating aspect of his life is how these two groups the lovers and the haters, his greatest allies and his fiercest enemies, switched, flipped during the last two years of his active life. From 1942 at the age of 20 and until 1973 at the age of 51, he was a soldier, a fierce protector of the land of Israel. He fought in every war, from the War of Independence through the Yom Kippur War. His spirit of determination was embodied in the legendary commando unit that he established, the famous Me'avechad, Unit 101, which in 1953 took the offensive against the enemies of Israel, being proactive rather than just defending, retaliating when the Jewish people were attacked, sending the message to the enemy, if you hit us, watch out, we'll hit back with a vengeance. Some of the unit's operations and tactics were controversial, and the army didn't let it last for long. However, its ethos became the paradigm that all soldiers wanted to emulate. Brave, fearless fighters, protectors of Israel. In his army service, he is probably best known in the general public as the person, the person, who turned the tide of the Yom Kippur War by commanding the brigade that broke through the Egyptian lines crossing the Red Sea into Egypt and in so doing changed 
the outcome of the war. And we'll have more about Ariel Sharon's life throughout the show. Here's Yonatan Razel with Katonti off of his album, Ben Hatzlili. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hatzileni na, Hatzileni na, Hatzileni 
Yonatan Razel with Katonti. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and we continue our retrospective, our look back at the life of Ariel Sharon, who passed away over this weekend at the age of 85, after being in a coma for eight years. We spoke about his military, we spoke about his we spoke about his great military career. In May of 1977, the Israeli political landscape changed forever with the surprising victory of Menachem Begin and the Likud party. Ariel Sharon quickly joined that party, and as Minister of Agriculture, he led the vast expansion of Jewish settlements in Yehuda and Shomron, Judea and Samaria. He was considered by friends and foe alike the father of the settlement movement. He didn't let anything get in his way. Didn't matter what needed to be done under the table. Many times with a wink and a nod, the return of Jews and their settlement in their land would continue with tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of Jews now living there as a result of Ariel Sharon's policies and his no-nonsense way of doing things. Just get it done. More to come about the life of Ariel Sharon as we continue on The Israel Show. Here is a new song just released last week. Adi Kohn and Alon Harari with their version of Ode to Joy put to Hebrew words. It's called Shiru Lasimcha Shebanu. Sing to the joy that is within us. I really like this. Hope you do too. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Shenitzat meor kochav Yad le yad no shitachenu Venashir akinohav Ach nitzotz yesh betochenu Shenitzat meor Simcha 
Shigula Simchashibanu, Ode to Joy, beautiful, just released by Adi Cohen and Alon Harari. And you heard it here first on the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network, where we continue with our retrospective, our analysis of the life of Ariel Sharon. In the subsequent government, Ariel Sharon becomes defense minister, and as such, he is the architect of the first Lebanon war, and without a doubt, without a doubt, that was a huge failure, costing hundreds of Jewish lives and getting Israel mired in Lebanon for years. After the infamous Sabra and Shatila events, Ariel Sharon became one of the most hated and reviled personalities in Israel's mainstream media and politicians of the left. No one could imagine in those days that there would come a time that Ariel Sharon would not only be back in politics, but will in fact be prime minister. And not only will he be prime minister, but he would end up being loved by those who today hated him most and hated by those who today loved him most. But as always, he did get his way. In February of 2001, as the Second Intifada, the war of terror waged by the Arabs led by Yasser Arafat against Israel's population, Ariel Sharon decisively defeated Ehud Barak and became Prime Minister of Israel. As any polarizing personality, his election split the country. But if Israel's right wing thought that everything will change with the ascendancy of Ariel Sharon, they learned rather quickly of his pragmatism. From his election in February of 2001 and until April of 2002, as the bombings of buses and pizza parlors and ice cream stores continued unabated, Ariel Sharon took up the old Napai policy of Havlaga, what some call restraint and some would call weakness. It was not until... It was not until the Pesach Seder massacre and the horrific attacks that followed day after day after day that Ariel Sharon finally took a strong approach and showed glimpses of Ariel Sharon of old. With Mivtza Chomat Magen, where Tzahal entered into those areas from where it withdrew in Yehuda and Shamron as part of the ill-fated Oslo Agreement, and it was Chomat Magen that put an end to the Intifada and brought about a peaceful quiet in the land of Israel, which continues mainly until today. Coming up, we will discuss the end of Ariel Sharon's life, the years just before his coma, the unilateral withdrawal from Aza, and its ramifications. Before that, we're going to introduce you to someone who is new to JM in the AM and to the Israel show. Her name is Karni Eldad. She's a wonderful singer, and she has an album out, of classic Israel Zionist songs going back to the 30s and the 40s. It is really special. We hope to have her as a guest at some point here as well. First cut we're going to play today. Stay tuned to future editions of the Israel Show for more. This one is Tzion Tamati. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
Carniel Dodd with Tzion Tamati here on The Israel Show. That's off of her album, Shirei Artsi. Very, very beautiful. And I think gaining popularity in Israel as well. Brand new. Thank you so much for tuning in, making us a part of your day. We continue in our retrospective of the life of Ariel Sharon, who passed away this weekend in Israel. Only three years after Chomat Magen, Sharon made... The switch. He announced Israel's unilateral withdrawal from Gaza and the uprooting of all 8,000 Jews in Aza and Gush Katif. 
his plan met with fierce objection from a large segment of Israeli society. As with everything he had done in the past, here too, he bulldozed through, ramming down all who opposed him. In hindsight, the unilateral withdrawal from Aza continues to be one of the worst decisions of any Israeli prime minister. It resulted in what many foresaw and Sharon should have understood would happen, a de facto terror state led by Hamas, who spare no effort in their cause to destroy Israel. It put millions of Israel's southern citizens into an existence of unabated terror. Ariel Sharon fell into a coma just several months after the Aza withdrawal. We will never know what motivated him to make that decision, and we will never know if he would have regretted it, knowing what we know today. Ariel Sharon was a great man, and like everybody else, and like life itself, he was a complex, multidimensional figure. He did many great things, for which the Jewish people We owe him enormous thanks, and he also made big mistakes, mistakes that cost lives and had devastating effects on families, communities, and the state of Israel at large. History will judge him for those as well. Without a doubt, the Jewish people lost a leader with the death of Ariel Sharon. And we continue with the brand new music here on The Israel Show, Ovadia Hamama is producing an album of his song, sung by other artists, named album Shirat Haaretz. This is Gadi Elbaz with Birkat Hashanim. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, 
was God Elbaz with Birkat HaShanim off of the album that is currently in production called Shirat HaAretz by Ovadia Hamama. And we have a Hasbara highlight. Appropriately, it talks about the Israeli political system. It talks about the Israeli political situation and the question of a quote-unquote two-state solution. It's a very funny, satirical, sarcastic piece presented by Andrew Clavin. It's called The One State Solution. We'll post a link to it because it is actually a great YouTube video with wonderful graphics. Uh, we called out the audio, but the link to the video will be on the Facebook page later today, so keep your eye out for that. Andrew Clavin, The One State Solution here on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. This is the Nachum Siegel Network. This is Andrew Clavin on the culture. In an effort to bring peace to the Middle East, President Barack Obama has proposed that Israel should return to its 1967 borders in exchange for being annihilated by its enemies. This would be an extension of the brilliant 2005 trade-off in which Israel gave up control of the Gaza Strip in return for being relentlessly attacked by rocket fire, while Palestinians voted to give leadership in the territory to Hamas, a terrorist organization bent on Jewish genocide. But enticing as this offer may be, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has subtly indicated his displeasure with the president's idea by flying to Washington and carefully explaining to Obama the meaning of the ancient biblical phrase, Kishmir Yiddish 
This creates a major obstacle in achieving the so-called two-state solution, a proposal that would bring about lasting peace by dividing the area fairly between the Israelis and those who have sworn to exterminate them if it's the last thing they ever do. That's why today, we here at Clavin on the Culture would like to lay out what we consider the only plan likely to bring tranquility, freedom, and justice to the region. The one-state solution in which the entire Middle East is given to the Jews. That's right. The one-state solution is a proposal of genius that would not only help the Palestinians, but would instantly achieve the noblest goals of the so-called Arab Spring. For instance, turning the entire Middle East into one big Israel will secure religious freedom for everyone in the area. As things stand, Muslim states either ban other religions completely or torment their practitioners to the point of extinction. Not so Israel. Although Jimmy Carter and other leftists pretending not to be anti-Semites have accused Israel of practicing religious apartheid, the fact is Muslims and Christians have full freedom of religion in the Jewish state. They can and do vote and serve in the Israeli parliament and Supreme Court. They can and do volunteer to serve in the Israeli defense forces. And only under the Jews are the religious sites of the Holy Land open to all. Indeed, once the entire Middle East becomes Israel, most of the region's Arabs will be freer and better off in every way than they've ever been before. The United Nations reports that Israel is far more democratic and more advanced in human development than any Arab state. And of course, only in Israel is that half of the population sometimes known as women given full human rights. Handing control of the Middle East over to the Jews is such a terrific idea. In fact, many of you may be thinking, hey, maybe the Jews should run America, too. Of course, some anti-Semites believe the Jews already run America, but that's ridiculous. If the Jews ran America, we wouldn't be $14 trillion in debt. Knuckleheads. This is Andrew Clavin. Thank 
Sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Nefesh Benefesh provides Olim with employment resources, assistance with government absorption, community-based guidance and support, and need-based financial aid in order to make each individual's aliyah as successful as possible. They are in the midst of a tour of the United States. There are still some dates left. January the 14th, tomorrow, in San Francisco and in Brooklyn, the 15th in San Diego, the 16th in Toronto, the 20th in Montreal. These are uh, opportunities where Nefesh Benefesh Aliyah advisors are, are available for individual meetings to assist you with building your personal Aliyah plan and helping prepare for your life in Israel. And meetings with these Aliyah advisors can cover a wide range of topics, including your rights and benefits as an Ole career opportunities, finding the right community for you and your family, schools, education, retiring in Israel, higher education opportunities, national service, and Sahal. These meetings are by appointment only. If you arrive without an appointment, the Nefesh Benefesh staff will not be able to meet you. So go to their website, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, and take a look. And if you'd like to register for one of these appointments, do so there. The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah to Israel.
אני הולך אלייך כל ימיי, אני הולך אלייך מסונבר, האבנים פוצעות את כפותיי, אבל אני איני מרגיש דבר. אני חוזר מארץ לא זרועה, מושיט ידי ללטוף את שערך, הנני כאן, אך כמו יונה פצועה, אני נופל תמיד מול שערך. הנני כאן, כמו ציפורים חגות, הנני כאן, מוות מן הגגות, הנני כאן, כמו אבן בגדר. ZANG <laughs> לבכות השועלים, אני חולם וארבח בו בזמן. אני רואה אותך הרחוקה, כמו נסיכה שפויה במגדלים, בין סורגים יושבת ואת חיכית כמו האבנים וכמו הבור להלך במדבר צריכות רכות נשקו אותך פנים, שקיעות כבדות נשקו אותך צוואר. כך ראיתיך יושבת ומצפה, ובעינייך אור ועצב רע, כך לקחתיך איתי אל הכפת היחפה עם כתר של זהב.
And we'll close out this edition of the Israel Show with Daniel Zamir and Bitsahore Hayom. But first, we thank you so much for tuning in, listening, and making us a part of your day. Thank you for your Facebook likes and comments. Keep them coming. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel. We appreciate and are proud of our sponsorship by Nefesh Benefesh. Stay tuned at 10 o'clock Eastern Time for Tech Talk with Michael Fragan. Followed at 11 for the rest of the day by Great Music Monday Mix. This coming Thursday is Tubi Shvat. Make sure to tune in to JM in the AM where I will co-host with Nachum Siegel, the annual Tubi Shvat special. And then we'll be back on Monday 
following JM and the AM right here on the Israel Show. Until then, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Hey! <laughs> 